evening, ladies, gentlemen, and variations thereupon. Greetings from the WLLS Studio A in fabulous Montclair, New Jersey. I'm your host for this evening's tale of great holiday hurts and even greater holiday miracles. Our story begins not in the small New York town where it takes place. No, not even here on the planet Earth. It begins in the heaven above, where two angels are discussing the fate of one seemingly unimportant woman. You summoned me, Joseph? Yes, Clarence. Thank you for coming. I need you to go down to Earth to check on one Jane Bailey. Why is that, sir? Because, at 8.47pm today, Jane will be contemplating throwing away the universe's greatest gift. Her life? Oh dear! And I'm going to need you to go down there and convince her otherwise. Sure thing, sir. But might I inquire, if, if I may be so bold? About the possibility of me getting my wings after this? Clarence, if you can save Jane Bailey, we will most certainly discuss getting you your wings. Well, oh boy. Let's get to it then. Now, hang on a second, Clarence. You need to know a few things about Jane so you understand why our intervention is important. Of course, sir. Let me just get out my notebook. Jane Bailey was born on April the 20th in the sleepy New York hamlet of Bedford Falls. She grew up the older of two sons, to Rose and Peter Bailey. As she grew older, she realized she was supposed to be a daughter and sister, and informed her family of this. While this came as a shock, they all soon realized this was how things were always supposed to be, and life went on as it always had. In the winter, in which Jane was 12 and her brother Harry only 8, the two went out sledding with their neighborhood friends after the first big snow of the season shut down the school. My baby brother and local scaredy cat, Harry Bailey, making his debut on a red finish, twin skate, flexible flyer toboggan given to us last Christmas by our crazy Uncle Billy. I'm not a scaredy cat. So, her brother fell through the ice, and Jane saved him. That's wonderful. Yes, Clarence. And ever since then, she's had a bad ear. The cold water and all that? Ah, I see. This is the next summer. Once Jane got better, she started back to work, running the paper route for her family's newspaper. Who's that? That's Jane's Uncle Billy. He helps down at the newspaper whenever he's sober enough to see straight. Good morning, Uncle Billy. Good morning, Jane. Why are you up so late? I'm not, Uncle. It's nearly 7 a.m. Oh, well, get on with it. Those, those papers don't deliver themselves. Yes, sir. Uncle Billy, look out! Uh, 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 uh. Why, why, you little... What would you do that for? Uncle Billy, no, not my bad ear! What kind of moron runs over a man on a bike? 
you think it's funny? Knocking an old man in the crown like that? I'll knock some sense into <laughs> no, you! No sir, no sir, I was just trying to help! Hatchy Matchy, I just about turned you into a human pancake, Bill! What? Oh, oh my lord! Jane! Oh my sweet, my sweet Jane, come here! Don't hurt my fatty Rick and Uncle Willie! I swear I won't do it again, I'm oh, sorry! Sweet Jane! I'm sorry! Thank you! No! No! Shh! 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 It's okay! Shh! Shh! Quite the brave young girl! I can see why you want me to help her! Take a seat, Clarence. The story has only just begun. Now, as Jane grew up, she decided she wanted to go to college to become a writer. And it all started one afternoon when Jane stopped by the offices of the Bedford Falls Sentinel, the small local publication owned by her father. Oh, who's that? That's Henry F. Potter, the meanest and richest man in the whole country. Peter, Peter, Peter. There's nothing on this godforsaken planet more loathsome than a family business. Now, Mr. Bailey, you know why I'm here. And make it snappy. I have a house to foreclose at 2.30 sharp. Well, Mr. Potter, here's the deal. I just need a little more time. Uh, give me the rest of the month and I'll have all that I owe you for rent and utilities. Paid in full. In cash, mm, even. A likely story. You can't make that much in two weeks. How many of these papers have you sold this week anyway, Bailey? Five? Ten? The paper is free, Potter. You know this. What pays is advertising, and times are tough. Lots of people are out of work. That's no excuse. You should be charging. Not that anyone would pay for the lies you print. We've been over this, Potter. Your bank was creating fraudulent accounts, and we reported on it fair and square. It was well-sourced and factual. <laughs> yes, we have been over this, and no one can prove anything. Besides, that doesn't change the fact that your readers are bleeding you dry. These are families with children and mouths to feed. Not my children. Not my mouths. Not my problem. But they're someone's children, Mr. Potter. <laughs> what is this, a business or charity? Well, hold on now, Mr. Potter. Not with my money. What makes you so twisted and cruel, Mr. Potter? You've got no family, no children. You can't even begin to spend all the money you have. So you think I should give it to failures like you and your drunken brother to spend for me? He's not a failure. You take that back. Jane, Jane. You're not. You're the best writer I know. All right, dear. I'll see you home later tonight. Don't let him say that about you, Daddy. Go home, Jane. What kind of institution is this? You're just letting your science experiment of a child run around like some kind of hooligan? Dear God. Good day, Potter. I don't allow that sort of bigotry under my roof. I'll have the money to you at the end of the month. It won't be your roof for long. I can promise you that. Time flew by and Jane finished high school. Then, spending four years working for her father and saving up money for college, finally the day came as she prepared to head off to Princeton for a degree in creative writing. Wow. I can't believe this is my last day in this old place. Well, we're sure going to miss you, Jane. I'm going to miss you too, Dad. What's wrong? You look tired. Oh, I just went at it again with Potter today. Ah. I thought when we put him on the board of directors, he'd ease up a bit, see things uh, from our perspective, but no. 
He's just as mean as ever. What's the matter with that mean old money-loving parasite anyway? Oh, he's just a sick and lonely man. Frustrated. And sad. Sick in his heart and soul, if he even has one. He just hates people who have less than him and those who have things he can't. He hates us mostly because, by all accounts, we shouldn't still be here. But the people need us and the work we do is important. Jane? Yeah, Dad? You wouldn't consider staying, would you? Helping me with the newspaper? Oh, Dad. I couldn't face being stuck here in this dusty old town in that tiny office for the rest of my life. Where would I even live? Potter's slums? No, I want to write something big, like a novel. I want to go places and see things, do something important, not type up obituaries and puff pieces to distract the tired masses. Oh, Dad. I'm sorry, I I didn't mean it like that. No, no, you're right. You're bigger, and you have more talent than what this tiny place can offer you. Go, see the world, be amazing, and remember that there's always a place for you here. I'm so proud of you. Thanks, Dad. I love you. I love you too, kid. Now you better get going. The library closes early on Sunday. No problem, Pops. Frankie's giving me a lift on them. How that kid makes a dime working as a cabbie, I'll never know. She went down to the local library to check out several books on creative writing and journalism, as well as some novels she was recommended. But that's not all she checked out. Will this be all, miss? Yeah, that'll about do it. Say, aren't you... You are, aren't you? I'm sorry, miss. I haven't the slightest... Lil' Mary Scratch, or Hatch, right? Shh! Oh, God, I haven't heard that cruel nickname since middle school. You get lice one time. Gee, I'm sorry. It sure was a lousy thing for me to call you. (laughs) Why don't I make it up to you? How's about you and me go out for lunch? My treat. Miss, I don't even know your name. Jane. Jane Bailey. Jane Bailey? Jane? Oh, oh, you're Harry's sister. Yeah, that's me. Well, if you're anything like your brother, then I won't have anything to do with you. What? Shh! He was my lab partner in biology, and he showed me up at every turn. I hate looking like I'm not as smart as I am. Lucky for you, I'm as dumb as they come. (laughs) Really? Is that why you're checking out some light reading? Oh, that's, um... Mary Hatch, if you're going to be this much of a chatterbox today, then why don't you and your little friend here, uh, take the day off? I'm sorry, Miss Hafos. We were just... I insist. Just head off and enjoy your day. Please. The library's practically empty anyhow. Oh. Okay. Um... Well, how about that lunch after all? (laughs) Well, I suppose now I have no choice. Then let's go. I know this wonderful little place. I... God, that's the end. Hang on. I forgot my books. One second. Just a second there, Miss Sapphos. I'll be right out of your hair. Owen, ma'am? Thank you. Of course, sweetie. Jane. Yes, sir? Don't screw this up. So, they went to that cute little place, got coffee and sandwiches. They ate and talked and finished their meals and just kept talking. They stayed so long that the waiter had to ask them to leave. So they left and decided to go on a walk around the town. So they walked and walked 
and talked and talked. Well, obviously, Clarence, they didn't walk in silence. I just wanted to be part of the story. You will, Clarence. Just be patient. Uh, Of course, sir. By the time the two stopped long enough to see anything besides one another, night had fallen, and they wound up in the city park. The moon was high, the fireflies, the glitter. And love was in the air! I'm sorry. I didn't realize you knew this story. Should I stop? Please don't. I rather like it. And so then it was just this epiphany. One piece after another clicked into place, and I realized that the answer had been staring me in the face this whole time. (laughs) I I just wish I had realized it sooner, you know? Jeez. You aren't kidding. I mean, I was really lucky, because I realized my truth at such a young age. And my parents were really supportive and sweet about it, considering I was like eight. Yeah, that sounds really nice. I'm honestly a bit jealous. Your parents? No, they're very... Yeah, I, I, I get you. But I'm at the point where I don't really care what they think. As long as I marry a rich man, they'll leave me alone. <laughs> oh, but that's, that's awful. But marriage should be about love and happiness, not wealth. Oh, I fully agree. I just wish mother would see it that way. Do your folks have those kind of expectations for you, or is it just me? Not exactly. I mean, it's less like they're expecting it and more like I feel like I I owe it, Hmm. if that makes sense. I mean, I want to go out there, see the world, explore it, learn. I want to live in an artist's commune and, and grow my own food, live in the city, live in a foreign country. I want all life has to offer. That's quite the list. You think you'll have time to do it all? Sure. I've got my whole life ahead of me to kick the dust of this boring old town off my feet. Hey, look where we are. Oh, the old Bernstein house. No, don't. I love that old house. Don't you know? You gotta toss a rock through the window and make a wish. Fine. Nice shot. What'd you wish for? I can't tell you that. Why not? Then it won't come true. Nonsense. Fine, then what did you wish for? I... What do you want, Mary? (laughs) What? What do you want? The the moon? All you gotta do is just say the word and I'll, I'll, I'll throw a lasso around it and pull it down. And then you could swallow it and all the moonbeams would shoot wait, out of your wait, fingers wait, wait, and toes. Wait, 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 Are you really, like, it's a wonderful lifing me right now? What? Why not? Because that's an incredibly dorky thing to do. You're a huge dork. Am not. R2, only a huge dork, would quote, it's a wonderful life at me. Buffalo gals, won't you come out tonight? Dork. Come out You're tonight. You're a huge dork. Come out tonight. Dork Buffalo alert. gals, dork won't you come alert. out tonight? by the light of the moon. Hot dog, it's like an organ. (laughs) (laughs) Stupid. Just kiss her already. Oh, Oh, see? That creepy invisible stranger gets it. You're too much. (laughs) No. Just enough. (laughs) Uncle Billy? Jane, you, you gotta come quick. It's your father. He's had a stroke. Frankie, is that true? Afraid so, Jay. I'm I'm sorry, Mary. I have to go. It's okay. Don't worry about me. Just be careful. 
That night, Peter Bailey passed peacefully in his sleep, but that peace did not extend into young Jane Bailey's troubled heart. She stayed with the family after his passing, much longer than she intended, and later that summer, the board of directors held a meeting to appoint a new head of the paper. I want the board to know that Jane gave up her college plans to help straighten things out here the past few months, and it was greatly appreciated. I think that's all we need from you, Jane. Good luck at school. I know you're anxious to make a train. Yeah, I have a taxi waiting for me downstairs. Chairman, I'd like to get to my real purpose. I believe this institution is not necessary to this town. Therefore, I make a motion to dissolve the Bedford Falls Sentinel and turn its assets and liabilities over to the bank. It is too soon after Peter Bailey's death to discuss such things. It was his faith and devotion that are responsible for this organization. I'll go further than that. I'll say to the public that Peter Bailey was the Sentinel. Oh, that, that's rich, Potter. Coming from you. Especially considering that you, you probably drove him to his grave. Peter Bailey was not a businessman. That's what killed him. I don't mean any disrespect, but he was a man of so-called high ideals. And ideals without common sense are what's ruining this town. What do ideals get us? A generation full of lazy entitled whiners asking for participation trophies and free handouts and all because a few starry-eyed dreamers like Peter Bailey fill their heads with queer nonsense and dreams. Just a minute now, Mr. Potter. You're right. When you say my father wasn't a businessman. I know that. We all know that. Why he ever started this shoestring paper, I'll never know. But neither you nor anybody else can say anything against his character. Because his whole life was... Why, in the 25 years since he and Uncle Billy started this, he never once thought of himself. Isn't that right, Uncle Billy? He didn't save enough money to send Harry to school let alone me. But he did help his young daughter transition when she needed to. He even helped people by warning them away from your slums, Mr. Potter. <laughs> and that must have gotten you good and riled up, because at the end of this, Mr. Potter, you look at my father and you, you simply can't understand what you see. Because the fact that a man like him could exist, a good man, a man who cares about his community, his family, his friends? Why, even you, Mr. Potter? The fact that that man could exist just baffles you, doesn't it? Because kindness doesn't get you money. Well, I'll tell you what it does get you, Mr. Potter. Humanity. My father saw people as human beings, but you, you warped, frustrated old man, you see them as cattle. Well, maybe this here paper didn't leave my father a wealthy man, but in my book, he died a far richer man than you'll ever be. I'm not interested in your book. I'm talking about the Sentinel. I know very well what you're talking about. You're talking about something you can't get your fingers on and it's galling you. That's what you're talking about. I know. I, I've said too much. I, you're the board here. You do what you want with this place. Just one thing more, though. This town needs this measly one-horse institution, if only to have some place what people can look to without having to think about Potter. Come on, Uncle Billy. 
Ready to leave this place behind, Jay? You know what, pal? I sure am. Jane. Jane. The board voted Potter down. Great. That's great. But only on one condition. The board wanted Jane to be the editor-in-chief in her father's place. She reluctantly accepted, missing not only her train, but her chance at that degree. She did manage to get her associates in journalism from that local community college where she attended night classes after her long days at work. Harry, having just graduated from high school, used the money Jane saved to go to college for himself on the condition that when he returned he'd take over the family business so Jane could finish her bachelor's and try her hand at a better life. Those four years passed in a flash for Harry, but Jane felt every minute, right up until the minute the train pulled in and Harry stepped off with a girl. Ooh, tea. Hey there, big sis. Well, I'll be. Look at you, all grown up. And who's this? Jane, I'd like you to meet Ruth Dakin. <laughs> Ruth Dakin Bailey, if you don't mind. Well, hey there, Ruth. Ruth Bailey? Meet the wife. Your wife? What am I doing shaking your hand? Come here, welcome to the family. <laughs> <laughs> Mary, don't you tell me anything anymore. I would have. It, it all just happened so fast. That's wonderful. I'm so happy for oh, you, Oh, Mary. hang on. I, I forgot the bags. So what convinced you to marry that two-headed brother of mine? It's purely mercenary, I assure you. My father offered him a scholarship. A scholarship? He's graduated. Medical school. My father's the dean of studies there and thought Harry just had too much to offer the world to be worried about finances. I see. See what? Nothing, Squirt. We were just talking about your big scholarship. Now listen, Jane, I haven't accepted it yet. I know you needed me here to- Harry, you're taking it. Jane, I- Harry, this isn't up for discussion. You're going to be an amazing doctor. Now what on earth are we gonna tell Ma? You're gonna give her a heart attack. The trio headed back to share the news with Ma Bailey, who promptly threw a party to celebrate. Jane, however, had other matters on her mind. She stepped outside to get some air while the party went on without her. Jane, sweetie, you all right, dear? Yeah, Ma. I'm sorry. I needed some air. Now, Jane, I know you like... I know my own mind. I can tell when something is amiss. What's wrong, sweetheart? Well, I'm happy for Harry. Really. I, truly, I am. But of all things to have happened... You don't like Ruth? No, I, I love Ruth. You're unhappy he's married. No, I'm happy for him, Ma. You're upset he's going to school. No, Ma, I'm very proud of my kid brother for becoming a doctor. Then what on earth could it be, Janie? I'm going to be stuck in this crummy town forever, aren't I, Ma? I'm going to live and die here and never amount to anything. I'll live a thankless, boring existence and never see the world and die an old maid. I can't take Harry's future away, but what about mine, Mom? What happened to Jane's future? <laughs> My dear sweet girl, you know, I heard that Mary Hatch was back in town. Graduated with a theater degree, so, you know, she's staying with her mom for the time being. Mary? What's she got to do with anything? 
Well, I figure if you're so convinced you're going to live in this town forever, might as well not be alone, hmm? Not that a girl is going to solve your problems. I'm just saying. Uh, I don't want to dig up old feelings. She's probably forgotten about me already. That's not the impression I got when she came around here yesterday asking for you while you were at work. I don't know. She's got Sam. We were friends back in the day. I don't want to come in the middle of that. Besides, she's probably just being polite. What makes you think she's got feelings for me? Well, I've got eyes, don't I? You'd have to be looking clean the other way not to notice how she lights up when you're around. All right. Fine. You know what? I'll give it a shot. Ah, uh, that's my girl. Which way is she? Left. Right. Left. Got it. Jane, that's the wrong- Oh, you stubborn girl. Jane found her way into town, trying to ignore the conversation she had with her mother. Her stroll took her downtown where she found herself on Main Street, not far from the library she met Mary at. The street was aglow with all sorts of young people looking for a Friday night on the town. Who's that pretty lady talking to those two fellas over there? Violet. She's a liberated young woman who's unafraid to chase what she wants, and she's been sweet on Jane since they were kids. Hardly a destined pair, but that never stopped Violet from trying. Hang on, boys. I think I found myself a date. I'll wait for you, baby. Don't. And I ain't your baby. I, uh, gotta go home to my wife. Huh. Family man. Hey there, Jane. Oh, Violet. Going my way? Depends which way that is. Any way you need it, cutie. Well, I was headed to the library. Ain't you ever get tired of reading about other people? When are you going to stop reading and start doing? Yeah. Sure. You know what? Yeah. Why don't we go outside of town and walk through the fields with our shoes off and feel the grass between our bare toes? Huh? And then we can go down to the stream just past the forest and, 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 and swim naked under the stars. And then we can go climb Mount Bedford and watch the sunrise over the peaks. We'll spend the whole night up there and it'll cause a great big scandal. What, are you crazy? Walk in the grass in my bare feet? That's disgusting. <laughs> ah, forget it. Fools. Well, have you decided yet? How's that? Have you decided whether or not you're coming inside? I haven't... I mean, I... No decisions is involved. I, I didn't even know this was your house. I just kind of wound up here. That's not what your mother said when she called. My mother? How'd she know? I didn't... I mean, I didn't even know I was coming. I just sort of wound up here. Come on, Jane, just come inside. You've gotta be cold. I was gonna go for a hike up Mount Bedford, watch the sunrise, and never mind. That sounds beautiful. It does? It does, doesn't it? Jane, are you shivering? Why don't you come inside and warm up? I am a little cold. Fine, but just for a second, I have... Come in, Jane. Thanks. Oh, that song, it's... You recognize it? No, I've never heard it before in my life. 
Oh. Well, would you like to sit down? Sure. I I mean, I won't be here long. When did you get back? Tuesday. Hmm. It's a nice dress. Thanks. You like it? Yeah, it's all right. So, I thought you were going to stay in New York City with Sam and all of them. What are you doing back here? Oh, uh, I I did a few summer semesters in the city, but uh, I don't know. I guess I was kind of homesick. Homesick? For this place? Well, yeah, for my family and the library and, well, everything. Would you like to sit? I guess I can for a minute. But I've got to get back to my place soon. Harry's just come home and he surprised us all with a marriage. Yes, I heard. How sweet is that? Oh, yes. Very sweet. You don't like her? Oh, no. She's lovely. And the whole thing is just... Lovely. So... What, then? Mary, who's down there with you? It's Jane Bailey, Mother! Jane Bailey? What does that pencil pusher's daughter want? I don't know. What do you want, Jane? Not a thing. I just came in to get warm. She's turning me into a gay, Mother! You tell her to go home right this instant. Sam is supposed to be calling you from this fancy law office in New York City tonight. Ugh. Mother! I don't want to talk to him! We aren't on speaking terms. You know, I didn't come here to- What did you come here for? I don't know. You tell me. Then why don't you just leave? Fine, I will. I don't know why I came in the first place. Mary, it's Sam. Answer it. (sighs) Hello, Sam. How are you? Hey, Mary. Wow. Sure is nice to hear your voice again. That's sweet of you, Sam. But I actually have a guest over right now. An old friend of yours from school, Jane Bailey. You remember her? Oh, how could I forget Jane? She's the best. We used to get up to all kinds of trouble together. Mind if I say hey? I suppose. Jane? I don't... He doesn't want to speak with Jane. He called to talk to you. Yes, he does. He asked. Here, Jane, come close. Uh, Hello, Sam? Jane! Nothing. I, I I was just leaving. No, no, wait a minute. I want to talk to the both of you. We're listening, Sam. Jane, put put your head a little closer. Remember a few years back that study came out about bacteria that could eat plastics? You know, the one you joked about being like a plague that could kill everyone? Do you remember, right? Ba- bacteria. Plastics. Yeah, yeah, sure. Well, in a company that's industrializing the process. It's going to revolutionize the way that we do recycling. Sam, wow, that sounds wonderful. Just wonderful. What'd you say? Can you get closer to the phone? Oh, Mary, personal space. Go away, mother! Look, my boss wants to build a place somewhere in Jersey. There's apparently some cheap land somewhere that'd make a great spot with easy access from the city. Jersey? Well, why not build right here in Bedford Falls? You you remember that old shutdown factory on Cricket Place? I'm sure your boss could get that for real cheap and it'd create jobs for half the town, too. (laughs) Not to mention it'd make you look like a hero. Huh, is that so? That's not a bad idea, Jane. You've always been full of good ideas. Now, listen, do you two have any money? Money? Yeah, sure, yeah. 
I, I mean, a little. I want you to invest every single cent you've got into our stock. And Jane, I might have a job for you. This is if you're not too married to the that broken down old newspaper. This is the biggest thing since radio, and I'm bringing you in on the ground floor. Oh, and Mary? Mary? Yes, I, I'm here. Would you tell that girl I'm giving her the chance of a lifetime? He... He says it's the chance of a lifetime. Give me that phone. Now you listen here, Mary Hatch. I don't want any bacteria or job or ground floors. And I surely don't want to get married. Not ever. I just want to do what I want to do. And you're... You're... Can I just kiss you already? I thought you'd never ask. I love you, Jane Bailey. Until the day I die. So, the two got married later that year in front of the library where they first met. And after the wedding and reception, Jane's old friend Frankie, the cab driver, swept them away to the train station. So, where are you two headed for your honeymoon? Anywhere we want. Look at this! Gee whiz, that's a lot of cash. That's just the cash. The investment we put into Sam's business venture paid dividends. Oh, don't be so coy about it, Mary. We're rich! We have enough saved up for our honeymoon and then... And then what, sweetie? Whatever we want. Well, hot dog, ain't that the truth. Hey, uh, Jay? What is it, Frank? He... Is that... The paper. Jane, don't be foolish. Jane! What's going on here? Jane, it's your uncle. Is he okay? He's fine. It's just... his doing, isn't it? Listen. Uncle Billy? Jane, have you seen the fire? It's It's so warm. So warm. Do you realize what you've done, you drunken old fool? Jane! Have have you seen the fire? Forget it. Jane, what are we going to do? Those apartments above the paper were all we had. And where are we supposed to live? Now, listen up, everyone. I understand that this is a bad situation. Bad situation? Jane, our whole lives were in that building. And the cracker box, booze-swilling uncle of yours sent them all up in smoke. Everyone! How are we supposed to eat? Please, Mrs. If I had enough to afford a lawyer, I'd be sewing clothes off your backs. Please, Everyone. Potter says he'll house us in Potterfield Apartments for the same rent we were paying here. But those apartments are half the size. Better half than nothing. They're filthy. The place is lousy with rats and vermin. You all read the story in the Sentinel. I investigated it myself. You got any better ideas? How much do you need? Hey, hey, yeah. We've got a little nest egg. We can help. You got enough to get back what we need? You got enough to afford our whole lives? No, but... We all do. What on earth are you getting at, Bailey? Mary and I have a good bit saved away. Plus the insurance payout for our office and for all of your apartments. Those payouts won't come for weeks. Besides, I've got a bar to run. No, but we can we can put you up in a hotel for the time being. And, and we can all just go start our own community. A commune? Who do you think we are, young kids? Sure, yeah, a commune. The likes of which have never been seen. Come on, everyone. We can do so much better than Potter. Yeah, 
Mrs. Redfield, you have two little ones, and a third on the way. Haven't you read our expose? There's no way you all could fit in that roach-infested slum. And you, Mr. Green, why the other day I remember hearing you say that you've always wanted a garden. You think you'll get a scrap of dirt to call your own with Potter developing this town into ecological disaster? And you, Martinez, didn't you say you wanted to have your own home so you could stop having to pay rent? I know I want that too. And there's a bit of land on the other side of town that's undeveloped and unclaimed. If we all pitch in, we can buy up that land and put our houses on it. You can help pay for each other's homes and you wouldn't owe the bank. You wouldn't even owe me. It'd be like a... a a building and loan. That's right. Consider our initial investment alone. And in time, we'll pay one another back. Not in money, but in help. In homes, gardens, jobs, labor, food, and community. So, what do you say? This is the most harebrained idea I've ever heard. But it beats raising my children in Potter slums. Yeah! yeah. We're with you, Jane. You just tell us what to do. All right, well, first, gather whatever you were able to salvage. Jane spent the day helping buy groceries, clothes, baby formula, diapers, and any other necessities lost in the fires. She put the families up in the local hotel one by one and returned to the site of the fire. Hey, Jane? Yeah? Mrs. Bailey wants to see you. What's my mother want? Not her, your your wife. Mrs. Bailey is my... Oh, Mrs. Bailey. Oh, God, I'm married. Chris, I gotta go. Jane, she asked me to bring you home. No sweat. I know where home is. Well, then go to 420 Sycamore. 420 Sycamore? Mm-hmm. Well, fine. Tell her I'll be right there just as soon as I change out of these clothes. She said to wear that dress. I, I don't know which, but she sure, said... Sure, sure, yeah. Hey, thanks, Chris. Don't thank me, just get a move on. Later that evening, Jane strolled down to Sycamore Street until she came to 420. Nice. Get those posters up, Frankie. I don't get it, Piggy. What are we doing this for? It's the dang honeymoon. Uh, these are posters of all of Jane's favorite places. Ain't you got any romance? Well, sure I did, but I got rid of it. Why you... She's here. What in the world? Hey, I mean, entree, madam, entree. Welcome home, Mrs. Bailey. You, miss. Oh, Mary. You remember the night we broke the windows in this old house? Sure, yeah. This is what I wished for. I love you truly, truly dear. Life with its sorrow, life with its tears. Fades into 
know. This is truly a beautiful thing you threw together here, Chris. Thanks, Frankie. You know, I... If you wasn't a cop, I think we could be friends. You know what? <laughs> so, their lives together began in that drafty old... Clarence, are you crying? Of course I'm crying. Are you listening to yourself? Valid. Anyway, Jane spent the next couple of years putting together that little commune. The word got around, and it wasn't just the victims of the fire who wound up living there, but Potter's tenants started leaving in droves for the promise of a community they could live, love, and laugh in. Potter's income became to drop as fewer and fewer people lived in his slums. Jane and Mary even started trying to conceive. Uncle Billy, racked with guilt from the loss of business and the people's homes, went into recovery. As part of his amends process, he worked hard in the commune, building new homes and even new office for the Sentinel. Meanwhile, the citizens of the town put together a little surprise for old Jane Bailey. Well, you ready? As I'll ever be. Three, two, one. Happy birthday! You named the community Bailey Park? Of course we did, Jane. None of us would have any of what we do if it weren't for you, Jane. I don't know what to say. I... That's not all we got for you, Jane. What? We all saved up the best we could and got you this. A new printing press? We're tired of reading the fish wrap from the city. We want the Sentinel back. You're all too sweet. I don't know what to say. Say thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Thank you all. This is wonderful. It's the least we could do. I can't wait to be reading this paper for the rest of my life. Thanks for sticking around, Jane. Right. Sticking around. Jane certainly did stick around, much to Potter's chagrin. Potter grew more and more restless as his tenants fled to Bailey Park. Eventually, he decided on a dastardly little plan and called Jane in. You called me here? Potter. Jane, my girl, come in, come in, sit down, come, come sit down. I'm sure I'll find out soon enough, but what's this about, Mr. Potter? You and I haven't always seen eye to eye, Miss Bailey. Mrs. Bailey, thank you. Right, right, you married her friend. Regardless, I know you're trying to build a life for yourself. You want to have kids, I imagine a home. Want to go on vacations, take them to the museum, have a life. Where is this going? Well, you're hardly making a dime off of those people in Bailey Park. And the paper still isn't back to its full potential. What are you making, 30, 40k a year? You might as well be a public school teacher at this rate. What's your point, Mr. Potter, that you're richer than me? No, 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 no. I want to help. I'm offering you a job. A job? Yes, yes. Handling my finances, booking appointments, going to a few business meetings in the city, even some to Europe, Dubai, and Japan from time to time. You're a smart girl, smartest one here. How's 250000 a year sound? <coughs> 200 and... Well, that sure sounds good. Good, but what's the catch? No catch. Just give me the said no and all its assets, and I'll give you the job. 
I know you hate that barely passable triple for a dime as much as I do, so why tie yourself down when you know that you are worth so much more? Give your family the life it deserves, Jane. Put you and Mary in nice clothes, eat the finest foods, and finally, FINALLY get everything you know you deserve. Just give up the Sentinel and it's as good as yours. But, but Bailey Park, the land it's on is primarily owned by the Sentinel. You'd be in charge of all those people. Really though, does it matter? Live your best life. Can I have a day to think it over? Sure, sure. Just come back tomorrow and I'll have the paperwork drawn up. Thank you, Mr. Potter. I... I... No, no, no. No, wait a minute. I don't need to think about this. I don't need to ask anyone's thoughts. I have your answer right now, and it's no. Absolutely not. You sit in this office and you spin your little webs, and you think the whole world revolves around you and your money. Well, it doesn't, Mr. Potter. In the whole vast configuration of things, I'd say you're no more than a scurvy little spider. You could take your money and shove it. Good day. Jane made her way home to her sleeping wife and found herself consumed with regret. Not over Potter's deal, but over so much more. She wandered into her bedroom thinking about every single solitary opportunity she'd let slip through her fingers. I'm gonna be stuck in this crummy town forever, aren't I, Mom? I'm gonna live and die here and never amount to anything. I'll live a thankless, boring existence and never see the world and die an old maid. You're a smart girl, smartest one here. How's 250,000 a year since? Gee whiz, that's a lot of cash. I can't wait to be reading this paper for the rest of my life. Thanks for sticking around, Jane. Buffalo gals, won't you come out tonight? Come out tonight, come out tonight. Buffalo gals, won't you come out tonight and... Hey. I love you. Hey. I love you. Mary, why on earth did you marry a girl like me? Uh, to keep from becoming an old maid. <laughs> you could have married Sam Wainwright. Or anyone else in town. Well, I didn't want anyone else in town. Besides, I wanted our baby to look like you. You didn't even get the honeymoon I... Wait, what? Our baby. Wait, it took? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be a mommy? We're going to be mommies. Oh, Mary! So life went on. The next summer, Mary had a beautiful baby, then another, and another, and a fourth. As the years went on, Jane kept helping the commune and running the paper. The Sentinel only grew and grew, but Jane still barely kept food on the table and their leaky roof over their heads. Mary spent that time fixing up the old house and making it into a home. Their children grew up, and Jane spent as much time with them as she could. Sometimes, maybe more than she could afford, but every minute she spent seeing their smiling faces made her feel more and more content. Nearly a decade later, Jane received word from her brother. He was being awarded the UN Medal for his service in West Africa, battling an epidemic with doctors without borders. His efforts throughout his time in FEMA 
as well as DWB, flung him onto the front page of the Sentinel, where Jane printed and distributed with great pride the news about her hero kid brother. The town prepared a hero's welcome for Harry on Christmas Eve of this year, today, and Jane was practically skipping down the street. Frankie, looky here, look! Oh! It's gonna snow tomorrow. Snow tomorrow. Look, Harry's a hero. I heard ya, you mook. The whole town knows. My goodness, what a good kid. I knew he was destined for greatness. Jane! Uncle Billy, can you believe it? I sure can, Jane. W one minute, though. I gotta run to the bank to deposit our earnings. Sure thing, Uncle Billy. Oh! Pardon me. Hello, Miss Violet. Happy holidays. Happy holidays to you too, Bill. Violet! Merry Christmas. Come on in. What can I do for you? Hey, Jane. Could I talk to you in private? Oh, sure, sure. Uh, why don't you come into my office? Thank you. What's the matter, Vi? I... I need some money, Jane. I'm sorry to ask you like this and on Christmas Eve of all times, but... I've got myself into a real tight spot. The guy I've been seeing is real... mean. He's been taking all my money and then screaming at me all night long about how I don't work hard enough. The neighbors have started complaining, and, and I know it's my fault, and I, I should have been better to him, but- Now, Violet, you stop right there. <sighs> this isn't your fault. You can't control other people and the way they choose to behave. He's treating you badly, and you need to get out. I get it. Where are you planning to go? The city. It's big enough that he won't find me there. I put in a job application for some office work. It's basically a secretary position. But I don't know when I'll hear back, and I... I need to leave tonight. So, I just need enough for a train ticket. I have a friend who's letting me crash on her couch. Oh, Vi. Listen, I've only got 200 on me in cash, but this should be enough to get a train ticket and food for a few days. Oh, Jane. That's far too much, and, and it's all the money in your wallet. I, I can't take Please, that. Please, Violet, it's a gift. Merry Christmas. Thanks, Jane. You're a hero. No, no. Just trying to do a good turn, is all. Uncle Billy, what's going on? Oh, Jane. Jane, I... Can we speak in private? Jane, I lost it. Lost what? What's going on? The money, Jane. I, I lost it. It was right there. And I went to the bank to deposit it, and I... I you I, I what? Just... No, 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 no. That was $25,000. Uncle Billy, you don't just lose that. I I'm sorry. I was so sure it was with me. I swear. Listen, the tax officer is coming today. It's got to be here somewhere. Janie, I looked everywhere. I can't find it. Uh, Mrs. Bailey, are you there? Our, uh, our meeting to declare your finances... Uh, is scheduled for today. No? Oh, this is bad. <laughs> Just a minute! Jane, what do we do? I knew I had it with me. It was right there, and now it's gone. Oh, Jane, I swore I'd never ruin us again. Jane, oh, God, Jane! Get a hold of yourself. Listen, we'll just retrace your steps. It's gotta be somewhere, right? Meanwhile, in Potter's office at the bank... Look at them out there, shuffling through the snow, rummaging through the trash like the vermin they are. <laughs> Mr. Potter, it's hardly in the holiday spirit to be mocking some fellows down on their luck. 
Perhaps if they weren't so careless, their luck would be better. What is this? It's the money the Baileys left to me. You stole their money? <clears throat> Hardly. That old fool was boasting to me about his nephew's daft medal and gave it to me. Potter, you have to give it back. I have no legal obligation to do any such thing. Sure, but you do have a moral one. I mean, look at them. They're practically in tears. You could ruin them. Do I pay you for spiritual guidance or to quietly handle my taxes? You don't pay me enough to sit and watch you destroy a family. I'm going to tell them. Do so, and I'll have you disbarred. Attorney-client privilege is a sacred bond. You violate that and, well, you'll have a much higher authority than me to answer to. Fine. You win this time, Potter. But don't expect my help around here anymore. Then give me my money back. I don't want your blood money anyway, Vulture. <laughs> you can't find good help these days, but you can find good entertainment. You swear that's everywhere you've been? Yes, Jane, I swear it. Didn't stop for coffee? Anything? I can't think about this anymore. Jane, it hurts. It hurts. Hurt? You hurt? Do you realize what you've done? Those were our owed taxes. You know what we're in for now, huh? Do you? Criminal tax evasion. Fraud, money laundering, jail time. Think about my children, you silly old fool. Think about my family. I'm, so, I'm sorry, Jane. Damn you. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, Janie. I'm so sorry. Jane had herself a long and quiet drive back home to her children. She avoided the tax office knowing full well she wanted to see her family before they brought her in. She opened the door to the sounds of the holidays lighting up her home. Hi, Mommy. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Mom. Merry Christmas. Welcome home, dear. What's wrong? Baby, you look like you've seen a ghost. Nothing's the matter, baby. Just cold. Mom, look what I can do. That's wonderful, Tommy. Don't you want to help us decorate the tree, Mom? Not this second, Peter. I'm still very tired from work. Just give me a moment to- Do you like the song, Mommy? Mama said it's your favorite this time of year. Yes, Janie. Yes, it sounds amazing. I love it. Sweetheart, what's wrong? Nothing. Nothing is wrong. I'm fine. Just... I want to see Zuzu. Where is she? She's upstairs. She walked home with her jacket open and caught a cold. Dr. McElroy said she should rest up, but she should be better in time for Christmas dinner. Her teacher sent her home without her jacket on? Well, not exactly. She... Jane? Hi, Mommy. Hi, sweetie. Shouldn't you be asleep? I'm not tired. I know, <coughs> but, but you need your sleep. At school today, we played a game, and I won, and my prize was this flower. Isn't it pretty, Mommy? Pretty just like you, sweetie. Now, let's get you some sleep. But I can't sleep. I, I keep thinking about my flower. Well, why don't you give your flower a little drink? <laughs> oh, no, look, Mommy, some petals fell off. Fix it, fix it. There. Good as new. Now, go to sleep so you can dream about your beautiful flower. Really? Uh-huh. And it'll be a whole garden. Wow. All right, sweetie. Get some rest. <sighs> I love you. 
Jane, she's supposed to be resting. I know. What do you think I was doing in there? A tight five for her entertainment? Whoa, what? Nothing, sorry. What are those? Petals from Zuzu's flower, they, they fell off. She asked me to fix it. Am I being interrogated? Can I just see my children, please? Fine, sure. Yeah, whatever you want, dear. Mommy, I need some help on my math homework. Sure, but what do you need help with? My times tables. Okay, what's getting you? More importantly, what's getting you? Nothing. I don't know what you're talking about. What's five times six? Thirty. You come home looking like death, half start crying uh, on the what's, couch. What's uh, seven times eight? Fifty-six. March up to our sick child's room and snap at me when I asked what's, what's wrong. nine times seven? Jesus, Pete, what am I, your damn calculator? Jane! What? Don't talk to Peter that way. Don't do this, do that, don't do that, do this. All I ever hear about is what everybody else needs my whole life. Jane, what is going on? You're not yourself. I don't even know who that is anymore. You gonna answer that? Fine. Hello, Bailey residence, Mary speaking. Oh, hello, Mrs. Redfield. Yes, Zuzu is all right. Is that that bird brain teacher of Zuzu's? Jane, I- Now you listen here, you blithering dolt. I don't know what kind of teacher sends someone's daughter home half naked in the freezing cold, but my Zuzu's sick because of your ineptitude. Oh yeah? Sure, yeah. Excuses get you real far in life. Jane, give me the phone. Meanwhile, my daughter's in her room shivering under the blankets on Christmas Eve because of you- J Jane- Hello? Hello? Oh, Mr. Redfield. Oh, sure. Yeah. Well, I'd like to see you try. Jane! What? What do you want from me? Never in my life have I heard you talk like that. Well, you won't. Not ever again. Jane, what does that mean? Mommy. Peter, I can't do your damn homework for you. You're never going to learn. Ask your mother if you have to. I'm sick of thinking about numbers. And Janie, will you stop playing that obnoxious tune? Do you know another one? Uh, I'm I'm sorry, Janie. I like it. Keep playing. And, and Pete, I owe you an apology too. I'm I'm sorry. Janie, I have to go. Hello, Uncle Billy? This is Mary. Mama, what should we do? I have an idea, but it'll take all of us. Oh, I want to help, Mama. Me too, me too. Jane drove in the dark and snow all the way back downtown to the last place on Earth she ever wanted to be. <laughs> so, Miss Bailey, what brings you to my office so late on Christmas Eve? Mr. Potter, I'm in a really bad spot. I just need a little loan, just for right now. I'll pay you back as soon as I can, with, with interest, Mr. Potter. Well, sure, Miss Bailey. How much do you need? Just $25,000, and I'll be on my way. $25,000? That's quite a sum. How do I know you'll be good for it? Typically, we get some kind of collateral in these cases. Do you have anything you could put down in the meantime? I mean, I have my car. That old hunk of junk couldn't hardly be worth any more than $2,000 on a good day. What about your house? The Sentinel? Anything? Well, well, I have this life insurance policy. 
it's worth up to three hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> that could work. How much equity do you have in it? Only six thousand. Six thousand dollars? <laughs> That's hardly enough. Why, I'd say you're worth more dead than alive. What's this all about anyway, Miss Bailey? I heard a rumor you've been delinquent on your taxes. Hardly the practice of a, a good businessman. I also heard you were cavorting with one Violet Miller, lending her money? Aren't you a married woman? What will the wife think of this? It's not what it looks like. I... You know what, Bailey? You've been a boil on my neck for long enough. I think it's high time you got what you deserve. I'm calling the shelf right now and putting out a warrant for your arrest. No! That's right, Bailey. Run! You can't hide in this little town. Poor Jane. This is awful. Truly awful. We're almost caught up now, Clarence. Get ready. Where is she now? She's at Martinez's bar, trying to forget. You sure you want another? That's five now. I'll tell you when I'm done, Nick. Alright, Jane, but I'm cutting you off after this. Jane? Jane Bailey? Sure, what of it? <coughs> what the hell is going on here? No one talks to my wife like that. Hey, get out of my bar! And don't you come back. No one punches my best friend. Jane! You okay? I'm fine, I'm fine. Just leave me alone. Jane Bailey left her car at the bar. Nick made a point of collecting the keys of drunk patrons. Good lad. So, Jane trudged through the snow all the way out to Bedford Bridge and stared down into the murky waters of the Hudson. That's your cue. Am I really doing this? Jane, what is going on? You're not yourself. I'm so sorry. Why, I'd say you're worth more dead than alive. I'm sorry. I can't swim! Hang on, I'm coming! I can't thank you enough for saving me. Don't mention it. And thank you too, Mr. Bridgeworker Man. I mean, sure. Don't get a lot of company around here. And, and thanks for the coffee, too. No problem! Cappuccinos are my speciality. H how'd you wind up falling in that river, anyhow? I jumped in to save you. Save me? Well, I did, didn't I? You didn't go through with it, did you? Go through with what? Suicide. I'm just gonna let yous two warm up. Uh, I'm gonna go have a smoke or a drink or something. Listen, I don't know what kind of sick jokes they play where you're from, but that's not too funny around these parts. Oh, it's not very funny where I'm from either. Oh yeah? And just where are you from? Heaven! And I had to act quickly. And I knew if someone else were drowning, you'd jump in and save them. And you did! Very funny. Your lips bleeding, Jane. Yeah, I got a shot in the jaw as a reward for trying too hard. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm the reward. For all your good deeds, Jane. How do you know my name, anyway? Oh, I know everything about you, Jane. I've watched you grow up from a little girl. Well, if you did know all that much, you know I wasn't born a girl. Oh, no, you've always been a girl, Jane. Other people just couldn't see it. But I did. What are you? A good witch or a bad witch? Ah, Jane, always with a sense of humor. I'm neither, sweet girl. Oh yeah, then what are you? 
Clarence Oddbody, Angel, second class. Right, sure you are. Ridiculous thing for you to think about, killing yourself over money. $25,000. Yeah, no, no, things like that. How do you know that? I'm your guardian angel. I know everything about you. (laughs) Figures. My guardian angel doesn't even have wings. I haven't won my wings yet, hence angel second class. You'll help me earn them, won't you? Sure, sure. How? By letting me help you. (laughs) Unless you have a cool 25k in those pockets of yours, then you should have let me jump. I'm worth more dead than alive. But you already know that, right? Oh, hush. You mustn't talk like that. I won't get my wings with that attitude. You just don't know all that you've done. Why, if it hadn't been for you... If it hadn't been for me, everybody would be a lot better off. My wife, and my kids, and my friends. Look, pal, go off and haunt somebody else, will ya? You really think killing yourself would make people happier? Uh, I don't know. I guess you're right. I don't want to die. I sometimes wish I'd never been born at all. What did you say? I said, I wish I'd never been born. Oh, Jane, you mustn't say things like that. You... Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's an idea. You know what? Fine. You got your wish. What did you say? I said you got your wish. You've never been born. You don't exist. You haven't a care in the world. No worries. No obligations. No 25 grand to get. No potter looking for you with the sheriff. Say something else in this ear. Sure, you can hear out of it. That's weird. I haven't heard anything out of that ear since I was a kid. Your lips stopped bleeding too, Jane. Well, what do you know about that? You know what? It looks like it stopped snowing. Let's wait for our clothes to dry and- Clothes aren't wet. Huh. Radiator's hotter than I thought. Come on, Clarence. I left my car up at Martinez's, so we're gonna have to walk. Or are you gonna fly us there? I can't fly! I haven't haven't got got my wings wings yet. yet. That's right, okay. There's a place to sit. Sit down. This seems like a rowdy place. Are you sure it's okay? Yeah, yeah. Martinez is a great friend of mine. What'll it be? Hey, Nick. Where's Martinez? You want a martini? No, your boss, Martinez. Look, I'm the boss around here, toots. And you want a drink or not? All right, sure. G&T on the rocks. Don't come no other way, sweet cheeks. Uh, what about the fairy? I'm an angel, actually. Hey, ain't that cute, they talk. What'll it be? Well, it's been ages, but I'd really love a good mulled wine. Heavy on the cinnamon and light on the cloves. Ah, you ain't the sharpest tool in the shed, are you? This ain't Dungeons and Dragons. You want a real drink? Order. You want play, make, pretend? Get out! Just give him the same as mine. Sure. What's the matter with him? I've never seen him act that way before. And calling me sweet cheeks and toots? Ugh. You'll see a lot of strange things from now on. So, you got some place to sleep? Nope. You got any money? Nope. No wonder you jumped in the river. I jumped in the river to save you and get my wings. Right. Oh, it looks like someone just made it. Made what? Every time you hear a bell ring, it means that some angels just got their wings. Look, I I think maybe you should keep it down with all the angel wings stuff around here. Why? Don't they believe in angels? Yeah, I guess. Some... But, you know... So why should they be surprised when they meet one? Uh, your friend all right? Yeah, they're fine. They're just... full of childlike wonder for a... Wait, how old are you, Clarence? 293. 
Uh, that does it. How'd you two pixies go? Whoa, Nick. It's all good. No need for... And that's for... another thing. Where do you get off calling me Nick? Well, that's your name, isn't it? What's that got to do with it? I don't know you any better than the Queen of England. <coughs> uh, I, I'm sorry, sir. Henry? Henry the bus driver? You know this drunk? Yeah, I stopped him from hitting my uncle back in the day. What's happening? Evidently, you didn't do a very good job. You just got out of jail for manslaughter. And if you're friends with that trash, then you're not welcome here. Now, gentlemen, would you please waltz these two weirdos out of here? Whoa! <coughs> you see, Jane, you weren't there to stop that man from hitting your Uncle Billy. What do you mean I wasn't there? I, I remember it like it was yesterday. Wait, where's my car? You don't have a car, Jane. You don't exist. What are you, some kind of hypnotist? No, of course not. Then why am I seeing all these strange things? I don't know how many times I'll have to say it, but here goes another. You were never born. If I wasn't born, then who am I? You're nobody. You have no identity. What do you mean I have no identity? My name is Jane Bailey. There is no Jane Bailey. You have no papers, no cards, no driver's license, no insurance policy. They're not there either. What? Zuzu's petals. You've been given a great gift, Jane. The chance to see what life would be like without you. Now, wait a minute here. Wait a minute. This has to be some sort of funny dream I'm having. So long, friend. I'm going home. Home? What home? Now shut up. Cut it out. You're, you're, you're crazy. That's what I think. You're screwy. And you're driving me crazy, too. I'm, I'm seeing things. I'm going home to see my wife and my family. Do you understand that? And I'm going home alone. How am I doing, boss? Thanks. No, I didn't have a drink. Hey. Hey, where did the Sentinel go? The what? The Bedford Falls Sentinel. It was, it was right here. They went out of business years ago. Come on, lady. Let me go! Let hey, me that's go! Violet Miller. I, I know that girl. Hey, Frankie! Frankie! Frankie, take me home. I'm off my nut. Sure thing, doll. Where's home? Oh, come on now. Is everyone in on this? 420 Sycamore. You know that. Now hurry up. 420 Sycamore? Sure. Please hurry up. Zuzu's sick. Right, right. Look, friend, I'm having a night. You gotta help me out. Now, you're Frankie Bishop, and you live in Bailey Park with your wife and your kid, right? You've seen my wife? Seen your wife? I've been to your house a hundred times. Look, bud, what's the big idea? I live in a shack in Pottersfield, and my wife ran away three years ago and took the kid. And I ain't never seen you before in my life. Okay, just, just step on it. Get me home. this the place? Of course it's the place. Well, this house ain't been lived in for 20 years. It's all broken. Like, no one's ever... What's up, Frankie? I don't know, but we better keep an eye on this gal. She's bats. Mary? Mary? Tommy? Pete? Janie? Zuzu? Where are you? They're not there, Jane. Ah! Demon! Where'd you come from? Where's my family? What have you done with them? All right, put up your hands, no fast moves. Come on out of here, both of you. 
Chris, oh thank goodness. I never thought I'd be so happy to see a cop. Stand back. Chris, what's happened to my house? What happened to Mary, my kids? Watch it, Chris. Come on, come on. Chris, Frankie, what's the matter with you two? You were here on my wedding night, both of you stood out here on the porch and sang to us. Don't you remember? I think I better be going. Look, now why don't you be a good kid and we'll take you to a doctor. Everything's gonna be all right. Chris, now listen to me. Frankie, will you take me over to my mother's house? Chris, listen, it's that person over there. They say they're an angel. They tried to hypnotize me. I hate to do this, lady. What the? They're biting me. Frankie, help! Run, Drain, run! Bye-bye. Where'd they go? Well? Ma. Ma? What? What do you want? Ma, it's Jane. I thought for sure you'd remember me. Jane who? I... If you're looking for a room, there's no vacancy. Mama, please help me. Something terrible's happened to me. I don't know what it is. Something's happened to everybody. Please, let me come in. Keep me here until it's over. Until what's over? I, 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 don't, ta I don't take in strangers in unless they're sent here by somebody I know. Well, I know everybody you know. Your brother-in-law, Uncle Billy. Billy? He He's died 30 years since. Now, you'd better get before you wind up as such. Strange, isn't it? Each person's life touches so many other lives. And when she isn't around, she leaves an awful hole, doesn't she? I've heard of things like this. You, you've got me in some kind of spell or something. Well, I'm gonna get out of it. I'll get out somehow. I, I, I know how, too. Yeah, I... The, the last person I talked to before all this started was Martinez. They'll know. You know where they live? Sure I do. Bailey Park, same as always. Bailey Park is a cemetery? A little macabre, don't you think? No, 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 no. This, this is supposed to be the commune, not this. You weren't here to build it. Wait, that gravestone, it says Bailey. Yes, all the Bailey men are buried here. All the, what do you mean? Look for yourself. Peter Bailey, husband and father. William Bailey, uncle and, no. That's not possible. I, I... Harry Bailey died at the young age of eight, fell in a pond and drowned. Because of that, all those people he saved in West Africa died as well. He didn't save them because you weren't there to save him. You see, Jane, you really had a wonderful life. Don't you see what a mistake it would be to throw it away now? Clarence? Yes, Jane? Where's Mary? Oh, but well, I can't. I don't know how you know all these things, but tell me, where is she? I... Clarence, you know where she is. Tell me where my wife is. I'm not supposed to tell. Tell me where she is. You're not going to like it, Jane. Where is she? She's married. To who? Sam? No. Then who, damn it? Potter. No. I said you wouldn't like it. Where is she? She's at the bank. What is the meaning of this? Mary? What? Who are you? Mary, it's me, Jane. I don't know you. Go away. You're scaring my wife, Wooligan. You're... You're... She's my wife, you monster! 
Get away from him, you animal! Harry, it's me! Don't you know me? Help! Help me, please! Hello, police! Some woman just assailed me and my wife at the bank! Send help immediately! Mary, wait! Stop! Help! Mary, please, wait! Hey, stop her! Hit her with a bottle! No! Let me go! Oh, no you don't! You again! Ow! Can anyone see us? Stand back, everyone! Clarence! Clarence, help me! Get me back! Get me back! I don't care what happens to me! Just get me back to my wife and kids! Help me, Clarence, please! Please, I want to live again! I want to live again! I want to live again! Please! God! Jane! Hey! Jane! Are you alright? Get out of here, Chris, or I'll hit you again! Get out! Whoa! 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 What's the matter, Jane? Don't you... Jane? Chris, you know me? You kidding? Uh, me and Frankie have been looking all over town trying to find you. I saw you left your car at Martinez's and thought maybe... Hey, your mouth's bleeding. You alright? My, my mouth's bleeding! Chris, my mouth's bleeding! Wait a second, Zuzu's pedals! Zuzu's... They're here! Chris, what do you know about that? Happy holidays! Yeah, you too. Hello, Bedford Falls! Happy holidays! Happy holidays, Jane! Happy holidays, you wonderful old newspaper! Happy holidays, Mr. Potter! Merry Christmas to you! And a happy new year in jail! They're waiting for you at home! Happy holidays, my beautiful, drafty old house! Oh, hello, Mr. Tax Officer! Mrs. Bailey, there is a deficit. $25,000, I know. Jane, I've got a little paper here that- I'll bet it's a word for my arrest! Isn't it wonderful? Happy holidays! Where's Mary? Mary, have you seen my wife? Happy, Happy holidays, holidays, Mommy! Kids! Pete, Janie, Tommy, I can eat you up! Where's your mother? She went looking for you with Uncle Billy. Mommy! Suzu, Suzu, my little ginger snap, how do you feel? Fine! And not a smidge of temperature. Not a smidge of temperature. Mary! Jane, darling! Mary, Mary! Jane, sweetheart, where have you been? Oh, oh Jane, Jane. <laughs> Mary, you have no idea what happened to me. You have no idea what happened. Now, you come in here. Stand right there, like that, by the tree. Now don't move. I can hear him now, Jane. It's a miracle! Look, Jane! All, all these people came to help us raise the money! We've got $15,000 already! The whole town's showing up! Isn't it wonderful? None of us would have any of what we do if it weren't for you, Jane. Here you go, Jane. Happy holidays! The line forms on the right! Hey, Martinez! Happy holidays! Step right up here. I busted the jukebox. <laughs> Henry the bus driver. Yeah. 
found this in the seat cushions. Violet Miller? I got the job, Jane. They're paying my way there. I'm leaving tomorrow. You could take your money back. I'm sorry about my husband. Had we known what was going on, we'd never have been so angry. Just a minute now, just a minute. This is a call coming in from London. Hey, Jane, it's Sam. Mary Collins said you need cash, so I called my office, and they've instructed to advance you up to $100,000. Happy holidays, pal. <laughs> Martinez, how about some wine? Nonsense. This calls for champagne. All right, everybody, here we go. Hey! Hey there, Jane. How are you? Harry? Harry! Mary, I got him here as quick as I could. The fool flew all the way up here in a blizzard. Harry, what about your banquet with the UN in New York? Oh, I left right in the middle of it as soon as I got the call from Mary. Good idea, Frankie. A toast to my big sister, Jane, the richest woman in town. Here, here! Jane, this came for you. Dear Jane, remember, no one's a failure who has friends. That's the greatest gift of all. Thanks for the wings. Love, Clarence. P.S. Looks like you got a story for that novel after all. Look, mommies! Teacher says every time a bell rings, an angel gets their wings. Way to go, Clarence. Way to go. Thank you for listening to What I Wished For, presented by LunarLightStudio.com. This story was based on Frank Capra's It's a Wonderful Life, written, directed, and produced by Lily Blue Lennox and Haley Rose, starring, in order of appearance, Terrence Johnson, Ray Giroso, Haley Rose, Alex Flanagan, Ronnie Palmieri, Reed Grosskreutz, Miles Lazarus, Lily Blue Lennox, Marble Charlotte, Hannah V. Boyens, Mars Garbayo, Joe Langlois, Britt Richter, Sarah Zedig, Sarah Randolph, Penny Parker, Marty Gibson, and Ryan Mitchum. Special thanks to KC, Frank Bry, Dimitri Tiomkin, and all our patrons. Thank you all so much for listening, and happy holidays from all of us here at Lunar Light Studio. Studio. Pretty, witty, and gay.